0: This is the official podcast for casual anime fanatics. On today's episode, we're diving deep into Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2, Episode 11, titled Seance. anime fans, and welcome to That Anime Podcast for casual anime fanatics, where we talk all things anime in a fun and uncensored fashion for your listening pleasure. I'm your host, Jordo, and here with me as always is my co-host and kin, the baby brother Brennan, here to talk to you about some Jujutsu Kaisen, JJK is what the kids are calling it these days, but Brennan, what's going on with you on this fine Sunday evening?
1: Not a whole lot, just watched the episode one more time about an hour ago i always watch it i've been watching it the day it comes out just because i want to you know because it's mm-hmm. at that point where it's like damn i'm trying to see what happens next so rewatched it again just so it's fresh for the pod and then still watching one piece about to cross into the thousands the thousand episode <laughs> mark here pretty soon probably tonight i don't know exactly where i'm at but i remember last time i was watching i was like damn i'm about to be like literally a into the thousands, the quad digits. And then I started watching that Overtake anime, which is like the formula racing anime. It's about Formula 4, but it was just okay. It was only one episode. I don't know if I like the the angle they're taking with it, but we'll see.
0: Hmm. Well, you started a new anime. Yeah, keep us posted on that.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to eventually start the uh, Ghost, I can't, MF Ghost, the continuation of uh Initial D. Just haven't had a chance to like really be able to sit down and be like, All right, I'm gonna watch this real quick. Uh, so, which is another car anime.
0: Yeah.
1: What about Goblin Slayer and Shield Hero? I thought about it today, Shield Hero, but I figured we would just have to pick a different night to talk about that. So I'll just watch it then.
0: Yeah, tomorrow night we're talking about that shit. So. Is it already out? Or it watch come it out. No, it's already out. As of, I believe, on Saturday it came out.
1: Well, I'll watch it tomorrow then.
0: You gotta watch Goblin Slayer too. We're gonna talk about both each week, but in less detail than we do this. So Should it'll st- still still probably
1: it? only be a half half hour episode. Yeah. All right. I can for sure do Shield here. I don't know about Gobs. I can maybe. <laughs> you gotta I do actually, Gobs. It was good. I can try to watch one tonight. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to do gobs too <laughs> just doesn't seem right to like <laughs> not give shield hero his own full episode
0: I mean we can we can do the full episode of shield but I'm I'm sure we're gonna talk a little bit about goblin slayer you know in the at the beginning each yeah. week just because
1: it's it's too good not to we could do that on any episode though including this yeah. one we'll see I'll, I'm gonna be watching it I just don't know I'll try to watch one of them tonight because I don't know if I'll have time tomorrow and to Record a podcast, but yeah, I hear yeah. For both, I can definitely get Shield in. Yep, I already watched it, but we'll
0: save that to talk about tomorrow night. So everybody, the Shield Hero episode will come out this week, probably tomorrow night. So we can maybe stay get tuned it. for that. What, you said you think it comes out Saturdays. I think it comes out Friday. Either Fridays. Actually, it was out on Friday. So yeah, yeah um, maybe
1: a little bit delayed. I was about to say we'd like to get it same day but I don't know if it's gonna happen if it's like a Friday or Thursday it's an awkward time in the week yeah. if it came out on like a Monday we could maybe get it out by Tuesday or something but we'll see we'll, work we'll figure out it. the scheduling it'll be out though the yeah, week of it is
0: better latest, to do latest. the recording closer to whenever it does release so but do do count on it that episode's coming uh we have no anime news this episode because Colton is is not with us. He will be on tomorrow's episode when we talk about S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero, though, so make sure you tune in to that episode and watch S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero because that's where you're going to get your news this week. Um, and with that said, Brennan, let's go ahead and just dive into this Season 2, Episode 11 of JJK titled Seance. So what are your overall thoughts? You double-dogged this one, which I do every week. I watch everything twice. Once without taking notes, and then once with taking notes. What do you think about it
1: in general? Yeah, I've been, I think all of them, but last episode I've always watched twice, some of them three times, because before Darby, before I got way ahead of Darby, I would, she would end up watching it, and then sometimes I'd tune in, but it's probably been at least the second best episode. I was going to say the best, but some of that early hidden inventory stuff was just too good, but... This was a good one had some twists and turns. I feel like it kind of it finally reached the point where like shit's going down. Cuz I said last <sighs> week they're kind of feeding us the bits like giving us just enough information or just enough of a fight to where it's like you can't be like not shit happened in that episode. They just give you enough to where it's like to keep you quiet basically, to keep you fed. But yeah. This is like the first episode where it was like full blown. I mean, we didn't get the like we're not fighting the main dudes, like these are new villains. You could say. I mean, they are new villains, so it's not like the fight you wanted to see, but it's it's the fight we're getting, and it's good. Yeah, they're they've been hiding.
0: <laughs> I'm shocked that you said this is the second best or close to the second best that you've uh,
1: seen this season. I mean, I definitely love this episode, but I just like the action pack know. style, the techniques where it gets like Hunter Hunter esque, where it's like real, like the Nen system. It's like. Matchups like they're trying to figure stuff out i those are like my favorite types of episodes where it's a fight but they're trying to like figure out what the other person can do or someone pulls out a technique and they're like what the fuck so that's why it's my second favorite episode the best one being just gojo versus uh fushiguro part one is probably my favorite episode where he fights ghetto i think the same episode too or right after like that sequence i still think had it all which it's kind of the same thing some techniques, some people are learning. They're surprised by what he could do. I think we get a, a lot of that too. But we just get the extra character growth here too because it's our boys Itadori and Fushiguro throwing hands this time.
0: Mm hmm. And you mentioned Hunter Hunter. Speaking of Hunter Hunter, you notice Gojo is looking like a young, or young Gojo looks like Kilawa oldick Yeah, he does. He, he looks just freaking wider. like him
1: walking with his hands in his pockets. Yeah, the baggy shorts. I'm like, they didn't dress. They didn't really dress like that. And what would have been like, shoot, late nineties, well, early 2000s. They said it 2000s. was 1989. Yeah, was that? I don't know if eh, that might have been the style. <laughs> well, Bag, he was. He was cargos. born in 1989. So yeah, it would have been like mid nineties, late nineties. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: good. Well. If this is your first time ever tuning in, welcome to That Anime Podcast. Be sure to tune in every week as we deep dive into each episode for Season 2. Tell everybody you know that watch as Jujutsu Kaisen to tune in and give our podcast a listen. And if they have not already, please encourage them to write a 5-star review on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify. These really are crucial to our growth, crucial to the anime fandom in general. Help us grow our podcast, help us climb the charts. We need those five star reviews, so thank you in advance. Um, episode starts on this one with Yuji giving the good old fashioned gut punch to the veil. And he rocks this thing's world. Like it he hits it and it you know, the whole street is covered with dust, the ripples go all through this thing. The boy's strong and, and what's crazy too is he he was punching this whole episode, different things, different people. Do you think, Brennan, that he's black flashing? Like with each of these punches,
1: or is he just normal punching? No, this is just normal. Okay. The black flash is a different color than even like the blue one, and I'm pretty sure he would say it. They're gonna he give would it say black extra, flash. Yeah, they're gonna and they just give it a little extra pizzazz.
0: Okay, I didn't know if as a viewer we were supposed to like understand like no, every time Yuji punches now it's a it's a black flash.
1: No, I still think it's like <laughs> one of those things where he's got to enter the zone. I don't think he can. Like, I know he's already matched the record in that fight, but I don't think he can just, like, even do it at, like, a 30% rate. I still think it's, like, super rare.
0: That makes sense. He does have to be in the zone. Yeah, he hits this veil, sends shockwaves through it. Eno, their mentor, he can't believe how hard he just hit this thing. He's like, well, that was some decent force. And then in his head he says, is this guy for real? he could give nanami san a run for his money in terms of physical blows and then he says though i suppose that's why dot 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 i guess he was going to say something along the lines of i guess that's why he defeated some special grades or
1: go toe to toe with aoi i don't know yeah that's the thing it could be a lot or why you know they want him dead because he's the vessel of sukuna why he got recommended for first grade so young that's uh, that's definitely why they left the dots because right now, where the where shit stands, it literally could be anything. It's not obvious as to what he was gonna say there. And another thing that you know,
0: he really talks up. I feel like everybody's been talking up Nonami. Like we've seen Nonami fight, and we know he's awesome, but we've never seen like the his physical blows. I guess we've just seen him use his his technique where he cuts everything into
1: sevenths or whatever. I mean, but, we've seen him throw hands too, and we know he's the be- the Black Flash record holder, or the share or share of the Black Flash record holder.
0: Did they show him hit the Black Flash four times in a row during yeah. the th- the night of a thousand curses?
1: Yeah, it was during the uh, during the movie they actually showed it. Okay, I need to rewatch that now too. Yeah, during Jutsu. Apparently, Kaisen he's Zero. strong. Yeah, because it's kind of they don't even really they don't even really like say his name in the movie like. And he looks younger, you just like know him from season one basically, and that shows him fighting down there and I don't think he says like black flash, but you see a thing and he literally goes four blows and you you know that's the moment. Kind of like an Easter egg in a way, but not super hidden.
0: Yeah. So they with this veil, they're they have to find the weak
1: spot. Well this one's a barrier. Um, I noted. Yeah, they call it a barrier, a veil. So it's the, that's the um, difference. They explained it, though. No, no, no. They said... so. They called it the same thing. It is, it is a veil. They're all veils. But a barrier is a veil designed to keep Jujutsu Sorcerers out. So that's what makes a veil a barrier.
0: Okay.
1: That's the gotcha. only difference. So
0: all, all barriers are veils, but not all veils are barriers. Yes.
1: So reg- like a veil that they can pass in, in and out of is a veil, but it's not a barrier. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah, I saw that and, and I was like, that oh, out. checks out, I guess. But then it's like, it's still a barrier, but I guess there's like the twist because of how they're, you know, putting, yeah, exposing cause, cause you themselves could have a veil. to strengthen it.
0: Yeah, you could have a veil, I guess, that's like designed to make everybody that enters it weaker. I and
1: mean, that's not a barrier. That's just a veil. Yeah. I mean, a barrier, if jujitsu sorcerers can't enter, then it's a barrier. So even gotcha. the uh, ones that the humans can walk through, that's not a barrier. It's still just a veil. Mm-hmm. Um, in the background, I noted that Megumi, his wolf,
0: I think he calls it Demon Dog, or... What What does he call that one? It's a Demon Dog, I'm pretty sure. That's what he's been demon calling Demon Dog, it. yeah. It's eating transfigured humans. And I'm wondering
1: if it gets stronger with each one it eats or if it's just... Yeah, That's I how it gets rid of the transfigured humans. Made that assumption that he just needs, like, there's gotta be... Cause I was thinking, like, he eats them because they're like curses, but or the curse energy in them that they use to transform, and the curse energy makes him stronger. Cause yeah, he's just back mm-hmm. there munching, and then like after Itadori comically kicks that one in the face, he also goes to eat that one. Oh
0: yeah, but it's Big like dog's how many got to eat?
1: How many of these things can he eat? You know, there's quite a few down there.
0: It has to make a difference in your fighting, you know, strength. I mean, it's like energy, i
1: I suppose. Yeah, that's all I could chalk it up. Just the curse energy and those things is good for him.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Eno says, This is a veil designed to keep sorcerers out. And here it is. It's a barrier. Bears are all designed to surround you and protect yourself, right? Which fundamentally means that whoever lowered this veil is inside it. And then Yuji says, But back in Harajuku... And then we just assume they explained it. Eno says, I see. So staying outside the veil instead of surrounding themselves with it increases the risk of being discovered and defeated, thereby raising the strength of the veil. It's a real Egg of Columbus idea. Though, man, they're completely ignoring the fundamentals of barriers. What a crazy idea. Now I can see why the barrier didn't break from Yuji's earlier blow. So they figure out that the curse user putting up the veil is likely hiding in the most exposed spot and that happens to be the skyscraper because the more at risk they are of being found the stronger the veil is because of i guess the rules
1: which is pr- a pretty cool concept yeah it's the kind of yeah, the stuff higher, i like to see just it's very it's hunter hunter ask the- yeah it's just like <laughs> that packed within yourself like yeah you'll be safe in there but if you put yourself in more danger <laughs> then it in turn makes the barrier stronger yeah the higher the
0: risk of being found, the higher the strength of the veil. So we go to the rooftop, which is the skyscraper. It's called the Shibuya Central Tower, and it's 10.01pm, so it's 41 minutes post Gojo getting sealed. Because he got sealed at around 9.21. Or 9.20. Um, the three curse users are talking about how, even if they do figure out where they are, the bottom floor is swarming with transfigured humans to slow them down. And I was thinking, okay, great. The first time I watched this, we're gonna have to freaking I was thinking they weren't gonna get to the top of this skyscraper for at least another episode. <laughs> so I was shocked that they as they're talking about this, Yuji swings in, wraps this dude up in some wire that he got from Maki. And uh the fight the fight begins. So Megami on the other end of this wire, he's got his giant Al Nuwe pulling him. And the mustache man, which did we ever learn his name? Because in two episodes of watching it, I don't think that
1: anybody ever said his name. Yeah, I don't think we did, actually. I don't think we learned the grandma and grandson, either. The old lady, is, her name's Old Ogami, but we don't know uh, the is grandson. It. I just heard. You're calling her Granny <laughs> grandson. Yeah. They may have dropped his name, but don't, I didn't remember it or lock it in. I feel like they didn't, but I don't want to say for sure.
0: Yeah, we're going to call him Mustache Man or Mustache. He
1: looks like old school bodybuilder, like carnival bodybuilder, weightlifter, or something.
0: Uh huh. And and again, he's got the same like outfit and body type as the old man from Hunter Hunter with the same top knot.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's like short short and thick for some reason. Like he's like Uh he's noticeably short. (laughs) Yep. He says,
0: "Do these bastards know about the entrusted veil?" Um, Eno picks up and destroys one of the little cursed objects that has the veil programmed into it. And according to Mason, or Maymay, Yuji says it just needs someone to pour cursed energy into it. That's how you destroy it. So maybe we can trust Maymay. I'm still tabling thought, it for now. Uh, but... That's how
1: you destroy it? I thought that that's the barrier, and then those people are just running their cursed energy into you know, to keep the barrier. And then I thought to destroy it, they just freaking destroy it, you know, break it oh maybe you're right yeah maybe that's how you keep it going and they did break one of them though right yeah because i don't think they like those people aren't skilled enough to make the barrier i think whatever's possessing ghetto is like he came up with the barrier techniques puts them into those little nails and then those people are just holding on to him and running curse energy to maintain them i guess that makes
0: much more sense they've been so dropping like shit, hints, even
1: whenever they picked up Mechamart when they, the Mechamaru fight, at the end of it when Ghetto and Patchface were leaving, he was like, I think I figured out something with the Veil too, and he like had one of those nails in his hand. Ghetto. Uh, so they've been, them nails have been part of the scheme for a while, for some reason.
0: Pretty smart, because he can give any old curse user yeah, the power who's to like put a up a pretty all. awesome Veil. Hmm. I bet you, they they were wrapped up kind of like a like Sukuna's finger, which was the, another weird thing.
1: Yeah, he like sealed them, or uh, yeah, it's got that like weird type of ancient writing and like the mummy wrap looking stuff.
2: Hmm. Um.
0: Megami says, as long as we destroy those, we can ignore the curse users until later. Then they realize that the mustache man is holding the other two veils or the nails that control them. So Yuji right away leaps into action, wraps this guy up with more wire, slams him down by th- going into a building and tells Megami to dismiss Nue so that this mustache guy gets slammed into the ground from 41 floors. He slams into the ground and I mean for all intents and purposes, regardless of being a cursed user, they're like, this guy should be dead. But we don't find out because, or at least not yet, because we go over to Eno Versus old Igami and grandson. So we learned a lot about Eno in this episode. (laughs) And uh, right away, he's doing the old shoulder roll that all anime characters do before fighting. Gotta warm up those hands. He says, I have some endearing underclassmen now, so it's time to earn some achievements here so I can become a first grade too. He pulls down his mask, and he looks just like an executioner, which is pretty badass. Um, And then we cut away from Firmino. We go back over to UG Megami and the mustache. Uh, Megami is just standing there because he said, the body's too clean. And so he shouts, get up, you old trickster. Real good one, Megami,
1: Calling somebody an old <laughs> My trickster. My first thing is, like, like <laughs> I wonder if that's just the best <laughs> translation they have for... <laughs> I mean, maybe it's not. It's just weird to think, like... In the English dub, I wonder if he's going to call him a trickster or something else. Or like a bastard. Yeah, get up, you bastard. call him a bastard. You lying bastard. Yeah, (laughs) you old trickster.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then the mustache guy gets up, says, good grief. Youngsters these days have no pity for the elderly. And the intro song plays. And these guys, the three seance people, from what I
2: can tell, they are not at all in the intro.
1: And even uh, Toji
2: Fushiguro is not in the intro. Is he
1: not? He's not. I'm trying I feel like he could be. But I can't say for sure that he is. I don't know. Like I can't think of him in it, but I I feel like I just need really need to watch. Maybe they slipped him in. But I did
0: notice that the the Zoidberg squid is in the intro. So whenever they're looking at the like old paintings on the wall of like Jogo, Nanami uh patch face so zoidberg is next to Jogo, he's on the left he's like in the water and i also had the thought of so this guy controlling ghetto he said that he wanted ghetto's body in order to make this plan work and it and we know obviously he needed to seal gojo and ghetto's body was the best chance of distracting him long enough to seal him but also we haven't really seen ghetto use any curse manipulation at all. Like he has his powers, he has his memories, but we haven't seen him use a single curse. And so I'm wondering if all the curses that Ghetto, because you remember when Toji was fighting Ghetto and he said, I wouldn't want to kill you because I don't know what would happen to all of the curses that you have and absorbed. Like stored up, yeah. So I'm wondering if whenever Ghetto died, all of those curses went back out into the world. And so this Ghetto doesn't actually have any curses
1: to manipulate yet um maybe or it's just the ones like you said the like, last episode that like all the ones around him he's manipulating and they don't even know it but i think yeah earlier in the season or season one when he was like for money like clearing curses off of people he was just absorbing those ones so at the very least he's got some like lesser curses that he can like use for decoys Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's got any big daddies like that. The little the rainbow dragon. Yeah, the rainbow dragon or like the girl that Aaron asks if she's pretty. Yeah, I don't know if he's got those cats <laughs> around, but he's, probably, he's got some scrubs at the very least. Yeah. So
0: intro song ends. We get a flashback of Nanami and Eno eating dinner. Nanami says, Why are you so insistent on my recommendation? You could easily become semi-first grade with your technique. So his technique, and we don't know it at this point in the episode, so I'm freaking pumped to find out what it is. Eno says, Because I believe it's important to do things the right way, especially with bloody work like being a sorcerer. But I'm not that bright, so sometimes I don't know what the right way is. So whenever I'm at a loss, I think to myself, what would Nanami-san do? So it wouldn't be right to become a first grade without your approval. Once again, teeing this guy up for a very (laughs) regrettable death. Sucks, man. <laughs> really sucks. <laughs> so we go back to the fight of Eno versus Old Agami and the grandson. Eno says, Auspicious beast number one, Kaichi. It looks like a giant drill. And first, it's like a bullet. It spins, it misses, but it has a homing feature. And it hits the grandson right in the arm, takes a chunk out. Oldagami says the seance technique, auspicious beast summon. By hiding his face, Eno can become a spiritual medium used to manifest the powers of the four auspicious beasts. And from the picture that they showed, one of them looked like an ox, which I'm guessing was Kaichi, the one with the drill. One was a turtle, which I'm guessing was uh, Reiki reiki the one with the water and then he had one called a dragon ryu that he had tried to use and then the last one looked like a frog but i really couldn't tell what it was
1: yeah i thought about pausing it on that picture a couple times i didn't and then i was gonna just google the four auspicious beasts, <laughs> beasts before and i never did it'll leave, leave From, it up to the imagination for now
0: i mean i paused it you can for sure tell one's a turtle one's a dragon the ox, I mean, it it's basically looks like a, a black cow of some sort with one horn on the front. Just one and horn? Just one horn right on the, right on the front of the, the head, but not like a unicorn. It looked like a bullet. And then something behind all of those, which I guess was hidden on purpose, but it looked kind of like it could have been a frog with a lot of hair. I have no idea
1: but we get three of them this episode. Yeah, well, I went ahead and looked it up, and I was going to say, so, I don't know, this is just, all I typed in was four auspicious beasts, and it says, corresponds with the five phases there, the Azure Dragon of the East, the Vermilion Bird of the South, the White Tiger of the West, and the Black Tortoise of the North, and they represent spring, summer, autumn, and winter.
0: So we have the turtle, the dragon, but we don't have a, a white tiger there definitely was no white tiger
1: yeah so then it says the guard the four guardian deities of the pantheon is for Japan the blue dragon the white tiger the red phoenixes and the black tortoise and serpent hmm I thought there'd be a white tiger yeah. in there I don't know why it just seems like it seems pretty auspicious for, <laughs> as a beast <laughs> seems suspicious that they don't add up
0: but either way my first thought, too, whenever she explains his technique is, okay, one, he's limited to, these, to only these four auspicious beasts, which is like, yeah, that's great, but kind of sucks he only has four. Uh, and two, he has to hide his face to be the spiritual medium. So if
1: someone rips off his hat, boom, his technique doesn't, no longer works. He should have got like a baklava or, you know, like the, the tighter ones or like the poosh mask, mask. Like, that's tighter on your skin harder to Like rip a Spider-Man off. mask. Yeah, or just like full bodysuit connection, so it's like, they're having to cut that shit off. Like yeah. his loose-ass beanie. Shit's not cutting it. It's not getting the job done. I mean, he needs like a zip tie at the bottom to like keep it, rubber you band. know, t- tight on his neck. I mean, it may just be like an aesthetic thing with the anime, but yeah, it looks like it, looks like it could fall off if he did a backflip. <laughs> I
0: mean, yeah, he, if, if your technique was dependent on you hiding your face, you you would think maybe he has a backup that we don't know about, but, like, yeah, dude, like, a strong wind's blowing that thing right off. Um, Eno says, number two, Reiki. Water begins floating all around him in, like, the form of bubbles, and he's now he's able to, like, slide around with this water, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's like the he tortoise have to take serpent
1: one for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, He starts attacking the grandson with hand-to-hand combat, and it was at this point whenever they're fighting, like he's already, you know, done two of his four, and this grandson, he's not worried at all. So right away, I'm like, ah, this is this is not going to end well for our boy Eno. Um, Eno says, "Adapt to the facts and maintain self self control. Cast aside pride." So he's talking himself up. Um, we go over to Yuji, Megami, and Mustache again. They're beating the shit out of this guy, and he's annoying as hell. At first, I'm like, "What the? F- Why can't they scratch this dude?" Um. But one thing I did note is Megami says in, in in his head that keeping up and matching Yuji is proving much more difficult than matching the enemy's speed. So it was difficult for Megami to keep up with Yuji and like trading blows with him um eugene ends up getting sliced in the ribs hopefully that doesn't come into play area but i mean
1: i mean yeah i'm surprised I it that does. guy wasn't like he was poisoned uh, he's immune to poison so it actually doesn't matter <laughs> if it was yeah yeah i don't know if it'll he says it just a scratch but that was the blood that came off was like at least it got a little bit in there you know more than a scratch yeah. but he'll he'll probably be okay
0: Anytime anybody gets an injury like that, it's like, they always say they're good, but then it comes into play later. You know, he's going to be like, I've really lost a lot of blood.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's more likely that later on he'll be like, ugh, like four episodes from now, and then like cut back to that flash. And Fushiguro will be like, that cut from earlier. Yeah. Or something like that. Then we'll see if we're then right. And they just ignore it the whole way. <laughs> if we're right about that, that's going to be some funny shit.
0: Um, so they just beat the tar out of this guy, Demon Dog scratched him, and they're realizing he doesn't have a single scratch on him. Megami says, Demon Dog's claws can hurt even special grades. And Yuji says, I hit him with some serious force too. So, how is he not damaged at all? The mustache man gives us a sinister smile. And, uh, Megami says, I thought this wouldn't take long. Cause Yuji was like, it won't take us long. And Yuji's like, no comment. <laughs> Go back over to Eno versus Old Agami and grandson. Um, the grandson is clearly protecting Old Agami as she does her little seance, and Eno says he's just as he seems, not all that strong, but he's doing whatever it takes and sacrificing himself to protect that old hag. There's something more to them. I should hurry up. So he knows something's wrong. He's he's not completely stupid. And then Old Agami says, "We're all set now." The grandson says, got it, Granny. And he takes out a little vial with something in it, and I paused it. You can't tell what it is, but we have to assume it's a piece of Zenin Toji or Toji Fushiguro. Yeah. And he swallows this thing, glass and all.
1: I don't know why you wouldn't just pop the lid on that thing and just swallow the... It's probably just like one of them capsules, you know? (laughs) Dissolvable capsules. It looked like glass to me. It looked like a vial. (laughs) Yeah. And old Agami says, "Zenin Toji,
0: how is it, grandson?" He says, "Yeah, it's great, Granny." And then his voice changes to Toji Fushiguro's voice, and he says, "Better than any before," which was creepy.
2: Yeah, I didn't and see I, this shit coming, to be honest.
0: Now that I mean, this is this show clearly has no problem bringing people that have been killed back. Like, Ghetto's killed. He's back. Toji's dead. He's back. Yeah, but like, his is definitely Itadori got killed.
1: He came back. This is more... This is a seance, you know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a communication with the dead, though, so he, he's not, like, back, back. But they're able to use the skills and, like... Yeah. Well, then I'm thinking, like... I guess like, it's... They're literally using his, his heavenly pack somehow. I mean, they're just using his body. Like, they just got some DNA. I don't know if you know, because Ghetto fought him and lost, like, I don't know if, it would help if I knew who the freak is possessing Ghetto right now, too, because maybe he had some connection, he Was like, yeah, we're gonna need some of that DNA <laughs> for later mm-hmm. on, like, I'm gonna get a couple, <laughs> a couple of finger- fingernails or something, you know? Yeah. But I wasn't, it's... I mean, it was pretty crazy to see, I mean, once she said it, I was like, oh, damn, they're bringing this guy back, and... I know. But he's also the type of character, like, I know it's seance, but... <laughs> I could see him being the type, like, I'm not giving this body back. <laughs> He's just, like, back for good, you know? I wonder if it's him or if it's still... He said it feels good, so I think it's just, like, he gets the
0: power, but... Yeah, I don't think that it's actually Toji. But... I think it's just, like,
1: his, his likeness. Yeah, but I'm thinking because Toji was, like, such a strong-willed human that he is just gonna, like, take over this dude's body... And he's gonna be like, nah, f that!" And he's gonna like kill the old <laughs> lady and maybe do <sighs> some damage before he goes. Like, I think he's gonna go rogue. That'd be legit. I don't think he's gonna. Well, he's for sure gonna square off with uh, Megami, like in some way. I don't know if they're gonna have like a fight, but he's gonna be like, oh, "Tosa, what are you doing here?" or something like that. But we'll see. I yeah, think and he's gonna I was thinking a little bit
0: about. So, talking about Toji, he had zero cursed energy, and he was just blessed with physical prowess, and the more I think about it, the more I'm thinking that he once did have cursed energy, and maybe he made some kind of heavenly pact that he gave all of his cursed energy up, and offered it maybe to his son, which is why he named his son Blessing, Megumi, and in return... By doing that, he got super strength. I I don't know. I feel like there's something with Megami and wh- why Toji had no cursed energy that we're gonna find out later on. Um, I wonder if that little the little bug guy that he kept
1: with him is like he had a pact with him, and maybe that's what is possessing Ghetto. And oh, the little slug, the little slug guy, like that's what's possessing held Ghetto. Weapons. And then they, and that's also why he's bringing back. He gave like his old master to this old lady and the guy for the seance, and it's actually a way to bring him all the way back. I don't know if it's Mm. that. I don't know if it's that kind of show. I'm just just because I don't. I still don't know. You know who the heck Ghetto is like who's on the inside. So it's hard to know the motives. But I mean, we know Toji's a good character to have around. I mean, whether they bring him back or not, he doesn't minimize his arc, but if they did bring him back, like, I'm trying to think of ways that they could make it make sense. Yeah, I mean, if, if, but if he's not coming back and
0: it is just the grandson controlling the powers that Toji had, then it's very bad news.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's whack though. I, 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 he doesn't have to be back. I feel like if it is just the grandson, he just has his voice in fights, it's. Not that cool. I feel like he at least needs to like be like, No, it's really me, and like then he just runs out of time on the technique. Yeah. He just seems he's just too powerful for a character for someone just to be like, Yeah, I'm just wearing his skin right now. (laughs) Yeah, well I guess
0: we'll see hopefully next episode. So flashback to December seventh, nineteen eighty nine, the day Gojo Satoru was born, which makes him two years older than me. Full, full head, head of hair, too, on
1: the day he was born. Full head of hair, eyes activated in the six just eyes. Like, just like Naruto anime babies, they just come out. <laughs> full head. <laughs> Looking
0: exactly how they're going to look as an adult. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah. So the day he was born, they, they show us that, and then they show us some girl. She kills her dad. We don't know who these people are. Her name's Hayako. Yeah, and it's the old a, Agami.
1: Yeah, it was just an intro for her to show that she was a little a dark MF. Yeah, these people, she's, she's a
0: bitch. Like, she's bad. Nothing good about these people. She says she killed the daughter, too. And she said that she, since she needs a corpse in order to transform into someone she's called. So knowing that, how was she able, without a corpse, able to transform this grandson into Toji Fushiguro? That's it must be something about his technique.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like his technique just needs a part of it, and then she can use like her technique instead of using all herself. Yeah, something a simplified version. Yeah.
0: Um. Then we see the mustache man. This guy is like, you know, chainsaw. Yeah, he's a sick ass. massacre. F. He's just uh, he's peeling people's faces off. Um, the captive is like, "Why are you doing this?" The Mustache Man says, my job is killing people, so I need to really understand how the body works. And then he goes on, he says, we were free. The sorcerers had their hands full with cursed spirits that had grown more active over the years. As long as we did things right, we could easily earn a living without being tied down by anything. We curse users were free to live and do as we pleased. And then some guy in a suit comes to him and says, the child born to the Gojo clan with the six eyes. The mustache says a kid. He goes on, the total bounty on his head is already over a hundred million yen. Oh, and this isn't a request. It's first come, first served.
2: And uh they both try to go kill this guy.
0: To go kill Gojo. Um But when they show up, so the mustache guy's on the roof, gonna jump down, I guess, with a parachute and stab him in the back, <laughs> and then the seance lady is at a coffee shop. And Gojo's walking down the street looking like Kilo Azoldic, hands in his pockets, can't be over 10 years old. I mean, he's probably 6 years old, six, seven, eight. Walking down the street and he just stops out of nowhere. And this mustache guy and the old lady, they're just freaking out. I mean, the equivalent of shitting their pants. He turns his head, looks up at the mustache man, and then he just keeps walking. They chickened out. And so it it's really just showing us that these two, along with tons of other curse users, literally went into hiding after they met Gojo Sotoru because there was no way that they could ever defeat this guy because his spiritual
1: pressure alone was enough to make them all shake in their boots. I thought they he could still says, do some stuff, you know you know what I mean? They could still do some things here and there as long as they don't get there. Five-star wanted on themselves, but...
0: Yeah, well, he said if... if Well, later on, whenever Megami is like, Gojo's been... Is here, he's like, no, he wasn't. He was sealed. If he was still out, we'd be at home watching TV laughing. Like, they're, they, they haven't been doing shit because they don't want to get on the radar at all. Yeah. <sighs> Mustache guy says, Cursed spirits had grown stronger over the years, and in that instant, I understood exactly why. Because of him. Satoru Gojo. It was the na- it was the same as when an insurmountable track and field record was suddenly broken. The same as when figure skaters all started adding more revolutions to their jumps due to one athlete. The balance of the world changed when Satoru Gojo was born. And then Gojo, it shows him as a kid. He's walking and he says, quit looking at me weakling. Which is... It's funny seeing Gojo as a kid because it's like very Kilawa vibes. And then you meet him when he's at Jujutsu High, when he's like with Ghetto, and he's a complete goof off, you know?
1: Yeah. He was amongst like minded people. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it would just make him for a boring character if he was always just like Mr. Serious, how they like portray him with a kid. Because mm-hmm. as a kid, that's how we've, that's the only way we've ever seen him because all these shots are reminiscent of the one where Toji. Thinks he's, like, scouting him out in the woods, and he just, like, stops and turns around. And Toji's mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? Like, this kid's the first one to, like, ever even notice my presence because he fancies himself pretty sneaky, I yeah. guess. <laughs> and he knew he was well, there. Well, because
0: he doesn't even have... He doesn't even have... a uh, Yeah, curse energy to energy. Be felt.
1: Yeah, that's true. But That's
0: why it freaked him out because he was like, holy... Sh- with the six eyes, this dude literally sees it all.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically all of our adolescent, like, under-10 Gojo encounters or him doing that exact thing, (laughs) being, like, looking over his shoulder Mm -hmm. like, bitch. Yeah. Uh, We go over to uh, Yuji Megami and Mustache
0: again. He says, we were free, and in our later years, that freedom was stolen from us. He says, screw him, and he kicks Yuji in the face. And by the way, this guy, he's fighting in socks, like the flip-flop socks. Don't know how... He's able to run on concrete and like jump and kick stuff and them not rip. Old school. Which is really impressive. (laughs) Um. Megami confirms that they're only out and about because Gojo's been sealed, which means they can't beat Gojo, which tells Megami like they can beat him. Um Yuji tells Megami that he sucks at lying, but that's okay. It was a little funny part. Then Megami summies Megumi summons his rabbits. He calls them fleeing hares. It brings forward thousands of of rabbits. Uh, And when all the rabbits are jumping over the mustache guy, one of them hits him in the shoulder, and it kind of leaves a mark on his shoulder. And this is the moment where it goes back to Megumi, and he gets wide-eyed. And that's where he realized that his technique was inverse. Megumi tells Yuji to fall back for now. I've figured out his technique. But then we leave, we go back over to Eno versus old Agami and the grandson, who is now Toji. Eno says, transformation through seance, that hag is a medium? No, that's not the problem here. What's up with him? Is he some famous sorcerer? I can tell by his stance, he's hella strong. And he's literally just
1: standing there. Like his his stance
0: wasn't like uh it wasn't yeah, like a fighting stance, it's I guess like it was his one confidence. Of those jokes,
1: like... I don't know. I'm trying to think of what anime it's from. Like somebody's standing there like, oh, it's the dude from Dragon Ball Super with the nipples that Beerus lied that said that he was like pretty so strong. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was just like standing there scared. And they're like, his, and like Goku's like his technique, his stance, I can tell how powerful he is. He's got no openings. <laughs> and it's kind of like that same thing. He's just standing there. He's yep. like, his stance. He didn't even have his hands up or uh-huh. nothing. Yep.
0: He's just literally standing there, but he can tell he's strong, and it's it's honestly bad that he doesn't know who Toji Fushiguro is because if he did, he probably would have used Raiky to just skate his way out, <laughs> skate his way off of that yeah, freaking I, I think rooftop. he was just
1: fucking dead no matter what, like whether he knew who he was or not. Like we saw the difference in speed like immediately. Like this dude's, I mean, we already knew he we already knew what his fate was <laughs> at the end of yeah. last episode, but. He had no chance. Even if he tried to mm-hmm. run, it's better to, better to die fighting than die with your back turned.
0: Yeah, and I think that you're right. I think that there is no way Ghetto, when he hired these three, there's no way he didn't help them put together that they could
1: summon Toji. Yeah. Like, no, this
0: definitely was all part of yeah. the well, brain.
1: The only reason, slight reason it could be coincidental is because they're all hitmen, assassins as well. and We know Toji was also in that industry. Maybe he was like top dog. So maybe they're like, "Let's get this guy's body." But yeah,
0: but I think he hated all. He was just the
1: curse, the sorcerer killer. Yeah, I mean, I think well, it's I guess more likely. Not so I think it's more right. likely that Ghetto gave it to him. But there is a connection there because you know the suits that were given the bounties. For sure, you're right. They told, uh, Toji about it because he went to go check out the kid. So, yep,
2: you're There's right. There's a connection for both. I think that you're absolutely
0: right. Yeah, they're definitely. It could go either way. Um. Yeah, he says he's hella strong, and he says number four, Ryu. So we were gonna get to see the dragon, but before he can even fire this thing off, Toji's already standing behind him, and he's got his mask. Rip that shit right off his head. And then he turns around, Toji grabs him by the shirt, and then he just beats the dog out. He just punches him to death.
1: Yeah, I mean, I we mean, don't know that he's dead. Like, I could, he should be dead, but I could see him, like, somehow surviving, maybe. But I think the next episode, he'll be, like, within an inch of life, and we may, like, actually get to see him. <laughs> fully go i don't know that next episode he'll just be like straight up dead here's the thing though like if
0: let's assume he doesn't die here when he gets punched hundreds of times by toji <laughs> and he can't even activate his curse technique because he doesn't have his mask so he's got literally nothing protecting him who who arrives and is even able to save him and defeat toji right here?
2: Megumi. father-son rival
1: i think it'd be a good like a good match just because megami doesn't really have beef with anybody like itadori does with patch face you know what i mean like he's kind of got his own like fight that has to happen based off prior things like megami doesn't have that so the old face off against his dad who he doesn't even know is dead so when he does run into him, like he's just legitimately gonna think that's his dad and he's gonna be like, You're hoping the curses?
0: Yeah, you're right. He doesn't know he's dead.
1: I think it's too big of a plot point for him just not even to run into, you know, the seanced version of his dad. Hmm. Don't you that's think an interesting theory? Don't you think it'd be weird if he just like killed this dude, disappeared, and then like <laughs> Megumi never even knew like who killed him?
0: Well, I'm thinking that they might not because they, in knocking out the mustache dude, which we're about to get to, they have they're gonna have those two other nails, and so they can drop the veils and go to Gojo. So they might just freaking take off and
1: yeah, and think, go
0: right to Gojo.
1: You don't? I don't know. I could just because Megumi
0: yeah. literally said we we can get the destroy these, and deal with the curse users later.
1: You don't think that uh, one of them? Probably Megami because he needs to see his dad. Would be like, "You should go check on, you know." And Megami will be like, "I'll go because I can fly with the new A." And each door is like, "I'll go on ahead." And that's when he'll run into Patchface. Him and Nonami will run into Patchface, and then Megami will run into his dad.
0: I mean, I freaking hope so.
1: (laughs) I just—that's the great thing about the show. It's so unpredictable. It's like why why put all these characters in the same place? It's gonna be mm-hmm. like uh, was it Star Wars the first one with the one with Ray? How like Luke, Leia, and Han were never on the screen at the same time. It would be a missed opportunity like that if him and Fushiguro yeah. don't meet. I guess next week
2: we'll find out. Yeah, I'm. I I think
0: that uh. I think Eno's dead, though. For the record, I think he's. I mean, they
1: showed his mask hit the ground, and then just blood spray all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think he's just, dead. Unless he's just. Yeah, can take the hits of all lifetime, but even just the first hit, effed him up bad. And then we saw him take at least like ten more of those before it cut away, in succession.
0: No, he took way more than 10.
1: It was like, and it just kept playing for
0: about five yeah, seconds. And they
1: like weren't body shots either. It was just like, crushing his brain All and his the face. face bones.
2: Yeah. But I guess
0: we'll find out. We go over to Yuji, Megami and Mustache. They drop the Max Elephant from the skies on him, and then Yuji throws a car. Megami says, for now, just keep attacking. Um, And then Yuji and Megami both in sync are going in for the finishing blow. So Mustache says, my technique is inverse. He says this all internally. Attacks that hit me are made weaker, the stronger they are. And the weaker they are, the stronger they become. Not one person has ever managed to dodge my counter after landing their finishing blow. The more serious you get, the less chance you have against me. And then they hit him. And he's like, oh, he doesn't know what happens. And it was Gama, the frog, that hit him in the back with the tongue. <laughs> um, but we go back to whenever he had the rabbits all swarmed around and Megami says, there must be an upper and lower limit to his inversion. Even with it activated, he was still matching our attacks and using cursed energy to defend from slashing and the effects of our techniques, right? That also explains why he can't beat an anomaly like Gojo, Se- Gojo Sensei. And his technique's probably a bad match against complex techniques, too. Yuji says, which means we need to strike together. Hit him with a powerful attack and a somewhat weak attack at the same time. And uh, Megami says, we'll hit him with a weak attack from Gamma first. Or Gamma. Then we'll pummel him with a rush. So Gamma hits him and he's like, oh, it it hurts. I guess because it was weak. But then what doesn't make sense to me is all of a sudden the punches that yuji and megami are hitting him with are just they're they're working
1: well i think it's because some of them are coming in hot as fuck and then the other ones are like lighter like they're trading the heat so no matter what he does if he has it deactivated because i don't think he's got the control like they're coming in basically simultaneously so either if he's not having his curse technique activated then the one that's coming in hot as fuck is hurting like a bitch and if he does then the next one is gonna hurt because it's a soft hit
0: okay so basically they were like hitting him with hard ones and mixing in some soft ones and he couldn't he didn't know when to keep it activated or not
1: yeah and then at some point i think he just got caught up and was just so effed up that then (laughs) he just had nothing activated (laughs) and was just taking a beating yeah
0: so they beat the piss out of him with some punches and he says don't don't get cocky over that you brats and then he runs at Yuji with his blade. Yuji runs at him. They're going to go head to head. And at the very end, Yuji pulls his punch and then just barely, you know, kill bills them. You know, where she's like punching the, the coffin the in like yeah. point blank range. <laughs> she does that to his face and it annihilates this guy. They win. Megami says, you're surprisingly, surprisingly adept. Yuji
2: says, really? And the episode ends.
0: So yeah, lots of fighting, great freaking animation. Always awesome to see Megami and Yuji fight. Um, at some point, Yuji's going to have that moment where he is going to try and make another deal with Sukuna. I just know it. Because I'm wondering how far he can go with
2: just strength being his his power. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I think he's... Like, is
0: that good enough for the story to, like, make it believable that he can just
1: beat anybody with just, you know, Super Saiyan, like, ah, I ah, mean, it's always, like, he's (laughs) always nuanced enough. Like, he's always got the delayed thing, too. But, I mean, obviously they've already said that, like, a good sorcerer will basically see through that pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to eventually run into something where overwhelming strength isn't enough, but I think for this arc... I mean obviously he's going to lose out in some way but I think it's going to win him some fights for sure.
0: Well let's entertain let's th- let's say Itadori goes to check on the rooftop he can't next week.
1: Well I guess he oh, could just he can't I guess he there? could take Nue Would just like Fushiguro would just say hey take him up there. So I mean it, it is possible. Do you think possible.
0: Yuji could fight Toji and and go hand to hand or do you think he'd get
1: I mean that's the only reason that it'd be cool because I think he would I think he could match up Mm. I think he's got the instincts I think he's got the raw talent and he's got he's basically Toji but has cursed energy now because of Sukuna because he was always a freak athlete even in school you know he could like break the world record shot put and shit so he's essentially like a clone in a way but just with all everything he lacked I know he doesn't have like the battle yeah. experience or the savvy, but it'd be a cool fight. They could animate well, some we cool Well, we know next week,
0: next week episode is uh, episode 12, and it's titled Blunt Knife. So it makes me think it's going to be Nanami. Maybe yeah. Nanami gets up there and tries he to tries fighting people. Doji. Shit.
1: Yeah, that actually probably is if it's called Blunt Knife. I don't know who else is using a blunt knife besides him his butcher knife wrapped up yeah but like he there ain't no way he can beat toji i mean yeah i mean he can put up a good fight but his only hope would be that like the curse technique starts running out and that dude slowly like starts turning back into himself and it gives him enough time but
0: yeah yeah yeah, surely there's a time limit
1: to this thing There's gotta be her. I mean, I don't know if she can just keep feeding it cursed energy, but then, like, her cursed energy's gotta have a cap, too. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, who knows? I'm pumped for next week, though, and next week marks the official halfway point of the season. It's episode 12 of 24. And I'm assuming that there's 24. I don't know for certain that there's 24 episodes this season,
1: so... But, but man, I'm hoping so. I'm pretty sure they Colton said before... 20 for good
0: well you got anything else you want to add things that stuck out this episode
1: no thanks for listening
0: yeah thanks for listening everybody be sure to also tune in for our shield hero episode that we'll be releasing uh, probably tomorrow at the very least tuesday this week but i'm jordo burning we are the evans bros also known as the casual anime fanatics thank you all for listening have a great week And as always, peace out.